0: Excuse me, everybody. I'm Champion Editor-in-Chief Mike Cotton, and we're here for the Nerdy 30 from Champion Magazine. Guys, we're at San Diego Comic-Con. What's the weirdest thing you've seen so far this weekend?
1: Uh, I am Comic Book News Editor Michael Nixon, and so far the strangest thing I've seen is a man in a a very intricate Pope costume, flanked on either side by two people in uh, kind of cartoony dinosaur costumes. I think I'm going to found a religion based on it. Griff Newman, what about you?
2: Well, on Wednesday, uh, I was uh, coming by early to pick up my press badge and went to the bathroom, and I saw an older man, a portly man, on a rascal scooter, uh, wearing a top hat, proceed to stand up at one of the urinals, uh, pull his pants down below his knees as if he was a two-year-old, just learning how to pee, and then after he pulled his pants back up and uh, remounted his rascal, I noticed that there was a patch on his top hat that said, uh, U.S. Veteran, and he uh, started to ride the rascal away and then parked it. He braked it right next to me and said, I hope you have a great con. And then drove away into my dreams.
0: I hope you have a great con. Anti-veteran as always. Rachel Lane. what about you?
3: Um, I think the weirdest thing I saw was the booth for Django Unchained, which was playing Katy Perry's greatest hits, I think, and had like... Three screens of Red Dead Redemption. There was like a
1: nineties oh, song that played at one point too, right? It,
3: it, like Savage Garden. Yeah. I don't know. It I, was just semi charm kind of like possibly.
2: A lot of Red Bull too, which like which I know Red Bull factors prominently into the plot of Right Go yeah. but it just it felt fed, like it fed
3: a lot. It felt of a little lives.
1: it felt yeah. a little for it. I don't know. Hey
0: guys, we're gonna come back to talk about San Diego at the very end of the show for our big wrap up. But right now we're gonna jump headfirst into the nerdy thirty from Stuff or we're start No, we're going to start out with the top stories, Nicks, as we do every week.
3: You should know.
0: You should know that. God, it's like I've never done this We do this
3: regularly and it's always the same.
0: Yes. So. <laughs> Get used to the format. <laughs> Rachel, as always, can you throw 90 seconds on the clock for me? Guys, first question. What's the biggest story to come out of the con so far? Griff, you start.
2: I think it's no question for me. It's a story that I think has uh, gone a little under the radar. Uh, Mattel announced today that they are going to be releasing next year, 2013, the first ever series of comic-inspired Watchmen figures. Uh, They look beautiful. They revealed the Rorschach and Dr. Manhattan today. They're going to do six of them. Uh, Those two guys, uh, along with Ozymandias, um, Comedian, Night Owl,
0: I factor. think we're all very aware of the characters that are in Watchmen, but thank you. What I about said, you, I,
2: you, Nick? You don't know who the six. Ca- th- I might have said Moloch. <laughs> you didn't know who the sixth character is. <laughs> it might have been Moloch.
1: Fair enough. It, I would Nick's, buy a Moloch figure. I'd buy Moloch, too. I, ears open, Mattel. I would buy a Moloch figure. When you're when you're strapped for a, a wave two of figures, think about it.
0: Nick what's the biggest story to come out of the con so far? For I you?
1: don't think we've seen it yet. As a recording, it's Friday night. Uh, Saturday and Sunday are the bigger days of cons, usually. it's It's... You know. Come on, Beard, get oh, to weekend. What's the story? What's
0: the story? Watch I don't know.
1: I, think, I honestly think our biggest uh, story is going to be coming out of the Iron Man 3 Hall, uh, hall Guardian 8, of so the you know. Galaxy? I think it's Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, everybody knows it's so Guardians of the Galaxy. So you're coming an
0: announcement tomorrow, 4 yeah. o'clock?
1: Yeah, Saturday, press conference, July mysterious press conference. Uh, I, I
0: think you're. I think I think Nick's is probably closer to being right. I think the Watchmen thing is going under the radar, but I think the biggest thing to come out so far is Neil Gaiman doing Sandman. Yeah, for Enter with Sandman. James Very excited about um, it. Uh, the I've been
2: waiting forever for Watchmen figures. I don't understand why people aren't doing cartwheels up and down the aisle. I
0: don't think it's unexpected that they were going to do figures. Now I also think fans are
1: annoyed. Especially Guys, the we, we got to move on to
0: the Marvel Now project in October. Marvel's doing a limited kind of relaunch going on for i guess six or eight months um uncanny avengers is going to debut by rick Remender. guys are going to switch books bendis is over to x-men nix what do you think so
1: far i am uh this is going to sound so comic fan typical of me but i'm not pleased uh the the biggest news out of it for me is that i'm dropping a bunch of marvel books i mean when fantastic four and ff are done i'm done with those books and I don't... I've been picking up Iron Man since I've been picking up comics. Iron Man is the reason I'm a comic nerd. Um, but if Greg Land is on that book, I do not know how long I'm going to last on it. I just... I don't know. Any of the stuff you're excited about or none of it? I mean, I... Remender... I don't think Remender can do any wrong. And Hickman writing an Avengers book can only be a good thing. So I'm coming in for those first issues. But it's on X-Men? I don't care that much about the X-Men, honestly, and I don't care that much for Ben's Griff, what about you? At this point?
2: I mean, I can't even tell you the last Marvel book I picked up. I mean, I picked up uh, Amazing Spider-Man to cover for uh, one of our Nerdy 30s. Just Spider-Man. So you can't tell us.
1: Spider-Man! Spider- mm-hmm. Not Amazing Spider-Man. Just Spider-Man.
2: Okay. I picked up
1: Spider-Man.
2: I was that unimpressed <laughs> with it that I forgot the title. Um, yeah, I, I... It does it not better, affect by me, by me that way. much. I have been uh, disillusioned by much of what Marvel's been doing for the last couple of years, and this new announcement is doing nothing to get me excited about their company again. I
1: think there's a, a unique backlash coming out of it, too, because when the New 52 happened, people were like, oh, this is they're scrapping all of our old continuity. What's the point of doing this? But now it's even more like, but they're keeping the same continuity and just... Doing, They could just keep doing number well, ones like they've been doing, like Daredevil exactly, and a bunch of other books. They what don't need to do this. What you're up is
0: exactly what I heard from Marvel. When, when the DC relaunch was announced and I was out with some Marvel guys, they pointed out a couple things. Number one, if if from looking from the outside, as Marvel was the other big publisher. They said they didn't understand why they were doing all number ones in one month because they could spread those out yeah. over six or eight months and, and rule the top 20. Um, and yeah. number two... A reboot, reboot of all your continuity tells fans that what's going on isn't important, and that's something important to comic book fans. And that's now Marvel's doing exactly what they said they would have done if they were DC. But they're which doing is it: relaunch a whole bunch of books, don't change the continuity, I, and just, put your biggest guys in your biggest pie. They're target. just
1: doing it after DC did it. And I think there's going to be. As much as I, I dislike a lot of the too, I think there's going to be some problems with Marvel. I mean, there's problems with everything. What are you going to do? I think
0: it's going to sell like hotcakes. Are oh, of course it's going to sell it. like hotcakes. It's be comics. excited about it. Well, Next, relative number for three, we gotta move on. to the Joker is finally coming back to Batman after being off the table for a year. Death of the family. You talked to Scott yes. Snyder about it. Give us the scoop.
1: Uh, it sounds insane. It's the second part of uh, what's got, what Snyder is calling his his trilogy of Bat projects. The first was uh, Night of the Owls. The second is a Joker story he's been wanting to do for a while, but they pulled the Joker off the table for the new 52 by cutting off his face. Um, and in Detective Comics by Tony In Detective Daniels. by Tony Daniel, I think Detective number one. Yes. Joker uh, has a bit of a face off with a knife, literally. Um, uh, but it sounds like th- the Joker's plan is to go after the Bat family. And he's never done that before. From what Snyder was saying, it's going to be situations where he runs up against Batgirl and runs up against Nightwing. And it's, you've never fought me. I've gone through you to get to Batman, but now I'm coming after you. Um, and it sounds, Snyder talking as what he thinks the Joker would say in this situation terrified me enough that I'm like worried for characters in the Batman family.
2: Griff, are you reading Batman or no? I'm not, although I'll say I went to uh, the Jeff Lemire, uh, Scott Snyder panel today, mostly because I'm a big Lemire fan, and hearing the way that Snyder was talking about Batman and what he's doing with him, what he's planning to do with the Joker stuff, got me very, very intrigued and made me want to run out and pick up those titles.
1: It sounds like a like a real return to that like killing joke I, kind I, of Joker. I think we,
0: we said it last time. I think something very special is going on with Scott Snyder oh, yeah. and Greg Capullo together. I think him doing this Joker story is going to be more like Snyder he, was, Like we said. Yeah. He's done a lot of good Batman for not writing a whole lot of Batman. It should also so. mention
1: Snyder was, was very big on pushing that Capullo is a big part of his arc. And, and Capullo is doing some great work for it.
2: The thing that Snyder said at the panel today that really grabbed me was he said, uh, this is going to be a, a main Let
1: me tell
0: you what's grabbing me. Valiant. <laughs> Story number four. Story number four. I'm sorry, Griff but we we no, go. Tell me what he said quickly. What did he say?
2: He said, "If you really want to hear it, d- I really I do. Hear it. do." He I said, do. said do. That he he wanted to have the Joker attack Bruce Wayne. How much of a lie the entire image of Bruce Wayne is. That Batman thinks that he has another life, and it's not. It's an illusion, and that's where he really wants to poke the holes in that character. You know that was
0: interesting to me, and I'm glad we went back to it. Thank yep. you. I agree. Nick, extended edition. Valiant's back. Image is red hot. The X-Men are fighting the Avengers again. Are the 90s officially, like, back in comics? Yeah. Uh, and the thing is,
2: it's
1: it's like a yes and a no. Because the thing is... Oh, is it like that? It's pretty much like a yes and a no, you know? like at the Riff, big... he says yes or no. What about you?
2: I think Michael Nixon is noncommittal.
1: Well, the problem is there's two sides to it. I think in the big two, it's not... The 90s right now. I think in everybody else it is the 90s right now because the big two are doing reboots and trying to do something relatively I th- I new. Think X-Men the thing Vers- is,
0: Avengers feels like a very much a it 90s. It feels like a 90s event. event but
1: the problem is, like DC, it's it's Barry Allen and Hal Jordan and like those characters. But they are trying to do dark and gritty, edgy crap, and it's like Jim Lee drawing it, so it looks like a 90s book too. So there's that.
2: There's a big tradition throughout all of pop culture for the last 50, 60 years, I would say, where, um, you know, the generation, the young generation of people with creative power are always people who really grew up 20 years earlier and want to bring things back to the way they were when they were a child. So you get stuff like happy days about the 50s on in the 70s. You get sort of all these weird retro revivals. I mean, how big the 80s were in sort of the early 2000s, and we've definitely moved on to our 90s what are we?
0: What are we missing from 90s comics pop culture that we want to see come back?
2: Well, what's interesting about the idea of it coming back is a lot of people sort of complained about the 90s being the sort of death of comics by excess, you know? Um, the whole sort of crazy collector market and everything having to get grittier and grittier and more intense and more extreme. Killed a lot of stuff. I feel like they're trying to get back to that, but in a slightly more metered, mature. I, I think
0: the, the I'm most excited about they're seeing come back from the '90s is crater Own. Like that's very, very. Crater, special yeah, stuff. crater
1: Own back is great. I think the thing that we need more of are hollow foils. I, I love hollow. I'm uh, just hollow foil covers. Walking I Dead 100 you're gave us I being
0: facetious, and I'm not sure people even understand that I on the podcast. I need pogs.
3: I need. <laughs> Champion!
0: Two. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Nerdy Third from Champion Magazine, and we're about to start a little segment we call The Great Eight. Guys, we're talking about Amazing Spider-Man this Ugh. week, which Rachel has not seen. Good. Good move. <laughs> Griff, you're the most vocally, it seems, kind of anti this movie. Oh, what, really? What, yeah. What didn't you... <laughs> Besides the fact that they stole your glasses they for did. Peter Parker's dad, what, um, what, what didn't you like? I,
2: everything can you be like vaguely specific I, think, I can be specific like I think, vaguely oh I can be vaguely specific vaguely this so is, specific gang, doesn't oh make any man, sense but no. this is my series of thoughts it's on more the film than
1: any, uh, all right number one reason. I
2: have a hard time even analyzing my problems with it because it feels so featherweight to me it is a film that feels like it was made by committee of like okay we got to get we all know the impetus to get this film out there was we got to do something with the rights we got to do something new Raimi, maguire all had priced themselves out so we got to reboot and we got to do something fast before disney can try to grab it back right so it looked like a list of okay how can we change it up make it a little darker make it a little grittier well that's another I don't you think don't the like, movie like about is it. grittier this or is what darker I, like about it. I feel
1: like the film has You sound like someone like who's seen the trailer and I've seen the movie. Like I've seen the movie. I know, but your arguments all sound like you've seen the two minutes and 30 seconds of it.
2: Okay, I'll go into detail. Please. I think there are good scenes throughout the film. Like, there were scenes where I was watching and I was like, this is a fun scene. There's an interesting thing happening here. And then the next scene would start and the last scene would have felt like n- completely unrelated. There's like no... Um, narrative propulsion throughout the entire thing. There's no so dramatic... There, you, a you like problem the, between
0: the, two the, scenes all three of the Raimi films better than this movie.
2: No question. And I will say, and I'm Including not even just... three. I'm not even being just a jerk here. I like Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark more than I like Mark Webb's The Amazing what? Spider-Man. Uh, I think that's a shockingly
0: bold wow. statement. It's a big bold big statement YouTube that I will stand now. behind. Whoa. 100%. You are
3: a big this, U2 fan. Right. That weighs
0: into this. Not U2, Julie Taylor. I'm going to take the, the exact uh, opposite okay. of, of you. Same amount. I. think am it's head I. and Same tails, is, tails above the Raimi stuff. I think the action's better. Miles. I think Andrew Garfield's a better Peter Parker and a better Spider-Man. Hugely Emma, superior. Emma Stone's prettier. They have a better chemistry. Watching the lizard fight Spider-Man in a high school is the best action they've had in a Spider-Man movie. Agreed. And they, I they, disagree 100%. They, I think they the drop bridge, awesome The subway fight like, Hey, Spider-Man Norman Osborn might matter. show up. I I think overall, better than the Ray movies, and I loved the Ray movies when they came out. Next, what do you think?
1: Script, I mean, I thought the script was great. I thought the dialogue was great. I think the the, the greatest thing, uh, the greatest advantage it has is is Amazing's handling of the mask. You know, in Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3, he's like, oh, this is inconvenient. I'm going to take it off. Oh, there's sparks. I'm going to take it off. Oh, there's a light breeze. I'm going to take it off. In Amazing Spider-Man, that mask has power. He puts it about? on and he's snarky. He's better. He's faster. He's he's quippier.
2: I I do not. He agree gives it to I the kid and he tells the kid it has strength. That's one scene. That's one scene. This is my problem. I, I feel like the three Raimi films, for their flaws, feel like the works of one filmmaker. See, this I is have a Ramy's version of Spider. I have a problem with your he's thesis. He's doing it his way. What I what's have a problem. What's
1: what's with, that, your your idea is that because the movie was rushed, it's it's worse. X-Men First Class was rushed, and it's the best X-Men movie. No, that's
2: not my theory.
1: I think Webb had a strong voice in the film. I totally
2: disagree. I think that film could have been made by anybody. You could have told me anybody made that film. First of all, what is Webb's voice? If you were like, what is Webb? What are his uh, themes and his obsessions as a filmmaker? I don't know. I got no idea.
1: I mean, in the relation between Peter and Gwen, I saw shades of... What, so he likes girls and guys liking each other? No, in the way they talk to each other, the way they act well, around I each think, other. But what does that mean? The, the I would argue that. I
0: don't think the I don't think the script is particularly strong. No, I don't think I just, the the, the script, overall plot of the, the lizards going turn everyone into lizard people. Is off. That is, is like it seems a very done. Sony I think, kind done. of I think by committee. Like the you said. plot has I, issues. The I think with the I, bad, I, I, I think, when, I, think when I say whole, script, whole, it's a better movie.
1: When I say script, I
0: don't necessarily mean film. I
2: think it gets certain elements. I think it's a terrible
0: film. It's a great movie though.
2: I said, yeah, I did not find entertaining. It's not a work say of art. Uh, I not say that. I sat there scene by scene and went, I want to have fun. I turned to my sister. She said, are you excited? As the lights went down on our midnight screening, I said, I just want to have a good time. And you know what I even said to her? I said, I love this guy so much. I was talking about my boy P-Squared, the Spidey. I was saying, I love this guy so much. I want to just have a good time. And I sat there just going, maybe this is the scene where it gets fun. But here's the thing. Oh, my God. Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone, they're cute together. Yeah, of course. I have sex with, with both of them. Both of them. <laughs> but there's no dramatic tension in their relationship. He flirts with her, she likes him, and there are a bunch of scenes of them making out. Yeah, I'd love watching that if this was Blue Valentine and the movie was just a study of two people flirting with each other and then fighting, great. But for a Spider-Man movie, I went back home that night, re-watched Raimi 1, and I'm like, man, there's so much they mine out of how unattainable Mary Jane is. Even if, whatever you say about you know comparing these two sets of actors and their chemistry and who's more attractive than well, this and that... There's something to the fact that Mary
0: Jane is so unattainable.
1: But, well, no, that's uh, but it's true. That's the not what they're trying to tell with Gwen. Anyway.
0: Gwen is attainable, and Mary Jane is unattainable. Yeah, the whole idea I'm is aware. that Gwen
1: is.
2: <laughs> I'm aware, but there is okay. no struggle to the relationship. I don't disagree with that,
0: but I think they, in a want, way that they, is they want to. Get, they want to get two to hot narrative people film. making out on screen as quickly as possible. I'm fine with that,
2: but then if that's the case, don't even make it a Spider-Man movie. I would pay. Well, $15. I think a huge lizard of I the guy in the Spider-Man costume is going to
0: make it hard not IMAX to make a Spider-Man movie. To that watch Andrew Garfield,
2: crap. Emma Stone make out for two and a half hours. Okay, Mark
0: give me, to give me the rundown on the financials. Um, the financials? Okay. Yeah, it it had a five-day opening, but my understanding is even though those Tuesday five That Tuesday opening
1: was a weird choice.
0: Even over that five days, it didn't make as much as any one of the three-day or four-day so. openings that the, the Raimi movies had. Of
2: course not. Okay, so this is day now Amazing is in its tenth day of release. I'm just giving you domestic numbers right now. After ten days, it has made one hundred and sixty-five million dollars.
1: Okay, not a bad. Do amount. we know what Do we have the number on the budget?
2: Uh, it's a lot two, of with 200 conflicting. Million plus, right? I heard two hundred and twenty.
1: Yeah, but they, no one some knows people, the truth. That some that people is. factor in. Uh, okay, one sixty-five
2: yeah. for amazing. After ten days, Spider-Man One had made two twenty-three. That was ten years ago. Okay. After 10, uh, 10 is days, no, oh, after 10 days. that adjusted? No, I'm going to give you adjusted next. After 10 days, Spider Man 2 had made 225. And after 10 days, Spider Man 3, the most derided of the franchise, had made 240. Well, that was, that was the first 10 days, movie.
1: and nobody knew yet.
2: It's a better movie than a I
1: movie. Mean. False. It this at least has I can a show you four gifts that will take and your entire. It's
2: an individuality. Okay. I you can shut out say, your life. I, I saw... just have to show
1: you four gifts, and you'll know you're wrong.
3: They were playing Spider Man 3. Gifts. I
2: love those gifts.
1: I know. Hey, the dancing sequence
2: is the best sequence in the film. They were playing
3: Spider-Man 3 Oh, I Spider-Man, figured it out. You're not ju- You're not wrong. Yeah, you're just completely box. insane. Mix.
1: What? No, Rachel has something to say. No, never
3: mind. Go no, on, more. Rachel. No,
1: I'm sorry. We I were know, having a little no, fight about know, how insane Griffin is because so he thinks to me the dancing sequence in Spider-Man no 3 is the best part of that movie.
3: Well, now, because I thought so much to say it, it's going to seem irrelevant, so... Lang, please. 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 Lang, please.
0: Okay, let me ask Lange, you guys. Let me on. ask everyone this. What's the likelihood we see Spider Man now show up in one of the Marvel movies like the Avengers?
1: 0%. Still 0%? I said 25%. Uh, so you percent. don't believe any
0: rumor that they were possibly going to put yeah. Oscorp into a No, movie. they were going
1: to put Oscorp. They confirmed that. Um, okay. Who can. Not- there was a Sony representative who said, "Yeah, we were gonna we try to get the Oscorp thing in Avengers, and it was, ju- it was oh. just it yeah. was just the delay in the release." They were gonna file.
2: get the two buildings in they each Avengers They movies. were gonna get Oscorp. Yeah, uh, I think buildings? that Sony knows that, uh, however well,
1: yeah, this I can see them doing, doing There's it.
2: not a sort of rampant excitement for the next one, and they'd be willing to sort of cut a deal with Disney to put him in Avengers two to boost excitement for. Amazing spider And also it would, it
1: would boost the DVD sales of
2: of everything, of DVD yeah. Blu-ray for I Amazing. I think they're going to try to cut a deal. Yeah. I'd say 25% at this point. There's a lot of weird logistics to work out. If I can just very, very quickly go through Adjusted for Inflation. Hit me.
1: Go. What was Amazing again? Just it to does. remind us. Um, it was 135, you said?
2: Amazing is... Oh, this is still loading.
1: That's not good. Alright guys, we're well, out we'll we'll deal with that with it in later. later. We'll do with a later. <laughs> we'll
0: come back to this. We're gonna come back and play a little superhero super zero game. Ooh. This is the Nerdy Thirty. We're back, everybody, with the final segment of the Nerdy 30 from Champion Magazine. Today, we're going to play a game called Superhero or Super Zero, and it's all based around San Diego Comic Con, where we are recording from. Guys, first question San Diego Comic Con prices. Rumor has it, I think there's some online reports that are outright stating this. The Hyatt is $110 a night on a regular week. For this week, $550. Five times. The price. What do you think about the prices? And is it fair or
1: foul? Uh, Superhero, Super Zero? Yeah, we just found the real name of the show. Uh, um, I think uh, Super Zero because those prices are unbelievable. uh, But the problem is people pay them so it's not like it's gonna change.
2: Griff? Uh, I am staying at a friend's apartment. Uh, She has joint custody of her daughter and her husband has the child over the weekend, so I'm staying in the bedroom of a ten-year-old girl for zero dollars and zero cents a night. So I would say I'm paying a great, great. So you're fee. saying
0: superhero. For I'm you. saying
2: superhero. The Rachel, cheapest trip I've been on in a while. What do you think?
3: I think it's got to be pretty stressful for these polite San Diego and That's what you call them. To deal with you're whatever done. the crowd is, one hundred fifty thousand. That's true. Um. So you know, why I'm not gonna, make some I'm cash out of Nixon, it? And I'm gonna go neutral on this. I'm gonna say I just. Whoa! I'm not sure. Whoa. Classic I Nixon.
1: I did not just yeah. go neutral on this, by classic the way.
3: Nixon. But classic Nixon, but classic. It's not. I've gone neutral maybe one time. Even. We already. We already said. Oh God, no!
0: I, I'm gonna say super zero. I think mean, it's now gotten to what the tipping point of the, yeah. they they've gotten too expensive. And We're going to get to that in a later it's, it's one almost of these. Gouging, uh, the gouging point. This Cotton,
2: I agree with are, you as long as you're talking about the hotel dishes. industry. But I'm saying you guys got to look into the vacated 10-year-old
0: girls' no. bedrooms <laughs> in it. <laughs> That's true. Saying. That
1: is a market if that I, I do I, not I, think I, has been I, tapped nearly enough. Because I'm rocking subject, that right now. Next subject, Tap is the wrong word. <laughs> new
0: figures based on the original Aliens movie.
1: Oh, oh the Original Alien movie figures.
0: Super Zero. Tell me about it.
1: Rachel. Rachel, break this down.
3: So, Super 7 yeah Super Name seven. Of the
0: company correct. super obviously seven obviously everyone's saying superhero on this one no yeah.
1: S-
3: superhero super superhero like is, crazy uh, is doing this line double hero that's based on the never completed uh kenner designs in the style of the star wars there was
0: one figure that was
2: released from this line was it it was a massive it was a large scale
1: oh well 12 yeah it was a- like yeah. in the the shogun but warriors
2: kind of but
3: People complained because the movie was so scary. It's obviously my kids' movie. so The rest they of the products are canceled. Yeah, They had a
2: lineup of Star Wars style uh, three and three quarter inch figures.
1: The card art looked just like like Star Wars card art, like with the, the little figure in the, the picture of the character. And it was planned to be really? Ripley,
2: Dallas, Ash, Kane in the spacesuit, and the alien himself. I'm sorry, so these
0: figures that are now coming out are three and a quarter?
2: Yes. Yeah. And their reproductions, they had to scour through weird hidden caves and they find the prototypes. They custom built a new Dallas, though, Cu- Custom built new stuff, tried to make it as accurate to what the figures would have been like had they been released in 1979, which is pretty awesome.
1: And then the other side of that, too, is that they're also releasing, like, commemorative fast food restaurant glasses, they're calling them, because they don't want to cite a specific company. But the idea is, like... What those commemorative glasses would have looked like had, but we're not sure if those are actually them. coming out, right?
2: They well, now we've heard conflicting reports of whether they were just sort of a test item. If it's still, I'd buy them up in the air, but I want. I believe
0: them. at my mother's house, I have a full line of the Star Wars glasses from Burger King. There you hey, go. Congratulations, yeah. Mama yeah. Cotton.
2: Yeah. Uh, also, NECA has uh, revealed in the last couple of days um, a figure of uh, Hudson, uh, Bill Paxton's character Can from Aliens. And awesome. two figures of Arnold Schwarzenegger's character Dutch from Predator. Oh. Which is the first time we've seen good figures of the uh, Marines from Aliens or the Troopers from Predator. we got to
0: move on to the next topic. The size of the show. It's 150,000 people squeezed in this convenience center all over the city. Size of the show. Superhero? Super Zero? Nick, you first.
1: Super Zero. Too big. I cannot send text messages to you when urgent stuff happens, and I misunderstand that Friday's not Saturday. That's a whole other story for another podcast, guys.
2: Superhero. It's nice. It's heartwarming to see all these outcasts, these latchkey kids together in one space, just loving weird stuff together. I love it. Superhero. Rachel, what about you?
3: Super Zero. I don't like people. Uh, I don't like the way they look or smell or talk to me. Um... And there are far too many of them.
1: You probably, shouldn't come to a, you probably shouldn't come to a convention if you don't like people. Here's the thing, though. There's that.
3: It's a lot of fun. I'm having a lot of fun. I'm yeah. having a lot of fun. I'm, I'm I
0: just cannot,
1: Grish,
3: right? like, I cannot
1: move. It's a
0: whole bunch of people excited about pop culture, dressed up, hanging out together, late night in the bar. So are you superhero on this? I'm superhero. So we're yes, two for two, which means this
1: panel is also a Nixon. Nailed it. Oh.
0: Nailed it. Okay, guys. Next um, topic. Um, the Marvel DC <laughs> booths. Which one was better? Superhero, Super Zero? Which one was Superhero? Which one was Super Zero?
1: I have had a problem with the way Marvel has put their booths together the last couple of conventions I've been to, which totals three. Anyway. Um, but it seems like Marvel builds a stage to like throw things at people from. DC builds like a booth. You know, you have little you can you have things you can they build like a little museum of like figures and stuff, then showing off things and and video clips and, and it's it's Huge. And so you're saying DC, Super For me, Super Zero. superhero and Marvel... Yeah, Super Zero. I love the fact they've got the Hall of Armor. That's awesome. That will always be an awesome Watch What I me. do
0: right now while I point at Griff?
2: Rachel, what do you think?
1: Whoa! Whoa! Oh,
3: my gosh.
1: My brain
2: just exploded. I'm dying. Rachel oh is blindsided, wow. Sandra Bullock style.
3: Whoa! That's...
2: We're going to come back to you, Griff. What do you oh, think my you God! Double blindside! Hate to be... A Nixon here, but Ooh. I felt like DC really owned the booth war this year. They got a, an interesting booth. There's a wide Are we variety. Nixon again? Uh, yes.
1: Damn it.
2: Uh, as long as it's negative. Um, oh, okay. Uh, th- their booth has everything under the sun. I like their booth touches on different parts of their history, different items. You have figures, you have statues, you have signings, costume displays be cool. Can There's we agree a lot with of that? cool stuff, and then the, you look at the Marvel booth, and it's like, great, the armor, but it's like you're reducing an entire company to just this new film they to have coming out. To seven suits and not showing us the eighth. DC's booth feels like it represents the entire history. I mean, DC's booth has a wall of Mad Magazine art parodying superheroes. I mean, they're going deep into weird little corners of their history. Rachel,
0: Indiana,
1: that you know, Sandman panel they have up is right. gorgeous, by the way.
3: Funnily enough, didn't see the DC panel. <laughs> but. Oh, boy. Oh, the DC oh, booth, boy. you mean? Booth. So. I've actually right. never been to this building. I spent the whole time eating food at Subway. Rachel,
2: admit that you that, that doesn't
0: don't know the campus. Yeah. That doesn't sound I right. I haven't
3: actually gone to the convention at all. Yeah. So,
2: but guys,
0: that's final not true. Question: Superhero, superhero. We kind of covered a little bit of this before, but the fans at the show: superheroes or super zeros?
1: Heroes. I think heroes. I I mean. You get, a, you get a huge... You
0: looked very, like, no, blissful it's, all of a sudden. Like, no, it's just on, like... And, like really... a as much
1: as I dislike the size of the show, seeing this amount of people this interested in a thing, it's crazy. It, it's just an insane amount of human beings, like, coming to one place because of things they love and loving the things they so love. There's
3: so much positivity between there's, people. Everyone yeah. compliments each other. Everyone's super
1: chill. I when really you say like sorry, that. people are like, super cool. Like, I saw one guy yelling at a guy today in all of Comic-Con. And everyone around him was like, dude, it's Comic-Con. Can you please chill the hell out?
0: Griff, what about you?
1: In terms of attitude, in terms of outlook,
2: enthusiasm, all this, I, I stamp it with a big hero. I gotta say, though, I'm throwing down a massive zero on the BO I've been smelling throughout this festival. This is not, been, I have not been experiencing
1: this problem. Where Guys have, you been have out? to There's...
2: step up their shower games. That's all I'm saying. I'm walking through tight spaces. I know we're all sweating. I'm a big sweater myself. But Jesus Christ, it smells like a lot of butt at this festival. That's all I'm going to say.
0: I think you're both right. Rachel, final thoughts?
3: Superhero, Um, Super Zero? Superhero. Although I do second this whole smelling thing.
2: smells like butt, right? It
3: smells like butt. It smells like I have burrowed my face into a pair of cheeks.
1: Into a butt?
0: Well, I think on on that note, we're going to take a little break. We're going to come back with final thoughts, wrap up correct some things we probably said that were incorrect. We'll be right The butt back thing will not Champions, be corrected. Nerdy 30. Champion! Guys, we're back to wrap up the show. Woo. Um, What did you learn today? Nick, let's start out with you.
1: Uh, I learned, well, I had reaffirmed for me, really, but it was, it was a lesson uh, that my last name means a lot of things, most of them negative. Great. Griff, what about you? What I learned? I learned
2: that adjusted for inflation, Mark Webb's The Amazing Spider-Man, has made one hundred sixty-five dollars in ten days.
1: Million, do- no, not just one hundred sixty-five. M- no, no, it made one hundred sixty-five dollars. <laughs> whereas
2: Sam Raimi's first Spider-Man, adjusted for inflation, made three hundred and four million dollars.
0: So it made more.
2: Yes. Okay. Yes. Almost Rachel,
0: doubled. what did you learn today?
3: Uh, I learned I believe in love when a gentleman gave me his re-entry pass so that I could go to the Game of Thrones panel whoever you are if you're listening to this my phone number is not on the website but my twitter is
0: um i <laughs> that learned that if you do
1: some weird ad tweets i That's
0: learned cool. that if you send uh, griff out for beer he comes back with mike's hard lemonade
1: hey the, awkward
2: well okay sure not here
0: any other correction for the show no just the inflation thing i think That's it? Uh, well I guess we should talk about where we can we can follow they can follow the champion feed to us at the champion at the champion feed they can follow me at Michael Cotton Nick's where can they find you
1: at Michael Nixon my uh, other web show I work on Geek Crash Course is at Geek Crash Course My other web show I work on the Ansible is at Ansible Show.
0: Griff
2: I'm Griffin Newman. You can find me on Twitter at Griff Lightning I also have uh, three lines per episode on the USA Network's limited series of Ant Political Animals. So what was your average? Tune in and watch me hand paperwork. What That's was your average time share. per episode again? Oh, well, let's not talk about okay. that. Rachel,
0: where I can see. they find you?
2: Uh,
3: they can find me at Dirty Pigeon uh, and send me photos of themselves to prove that they are, in fact, this man. Um, that is not junk to be... does not count as yes. a picture of
1: yourself, so don't even do it. And no if you nudes, do a feature on the website Please. No, Unless really, they're good looking. Unless it's like
0: good job. <laughs> That's all we have time for. This is the Nerdy Third from Champion magazine, owned and operated by Champion Applications LLC, yep. produced by Rachel Lang, and edited by Mike Cotton. We'll be back next time when our creative director, Steve Blackwell, says Champion.